2: what's up everybody another week roto grinders nfl food for thought podcast one week after another things just keep getting nuttier in the national football league i'm the luch justin carlucci thanks for sticking with us and if you're new and just tuning in for the first time will priester what are you listening to
3: um let's see what are what am i listening to I'm listening to the sound of victory because there will be a victory lap on this pod pre-show. I didn't think I was going to take it, but as these weeks keep rolling by Lutz, I, I, I may have to take yet another victory lap this week for all of you listeners out there. If, if it's your first time, stay tuned. Uh, you're going to be in for a while, right? I think a couple of weeks ago, we called this
2: a fantasy football podcast, kind of because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, because We like digging into the drama and what's really happening in the league as well. And we record on Monday. So if you want me to tell you what's going to happen or what ownerships is going to break down the rest of the week or what's going to happen in practice Thursday or Friday, we have a ton of shows and a sick lineup at Roto Grinders where you can hear a lot of good stuff for free. And of course, the premium shows, the videos, the audios, the strategy, the written content, everything is fantastic. And I want to bring in one of my good friends, good longtime friends. My guy, Bob Volio, Bobby V, as they call you on the Twitter and in the streets of Madden. Bobby V, former NBA DFS Live finalist as well. So, my man, you are a professional Madden gamer and content creator, and you dabble in the fantasy streets. So, let me ask you this. Is there an overlap of audience between people uh, who play sports games or, you know, watch Twitch and those who play daily fantasy sports and sports bet?
1: Absolutely, Luch. And first thing first, let me thank you guys, uh, Luch and Chi for having me on here today, man. Um, pleasure to be here. There is definitely an overlap um, you know, between the gaming community, especially the sports gaming community, and you know, DFS players. I'll tell you right now, first and foremost, Madden players gamble on MADA games all the time. They they gamble on games between other people. They watch other people play and gamble on them games, and I can tell you they will Definitely, I've, I've seen lineups. We have a whole Discord full of Madden players, pro players, content creators. I see them post all their losing lineups, winning lineups, everything in between. And um, yeah, they are definitely very prevalent and uh, tuned in and locked in in the uh, in the DFS world.
2: Well, during the pandemic, I mean, Chief, you know as well as anyone too, Madden Sims were the big the big thing, in the you know Outlaw Golf, Madden Sims, and
3: they're still hanging around the DK lobby a little bit. LOL, CS:GO. I mean, but. But I've got that in the on on the in the prop game now, so I don't even have to play DFS for that. I just head on over to the prop lobby and find kill totals and all kinds of stuff. I mean, if they can get me some Madden Sim stuff uh, on the prop side, my goodness, uh, the money will be will be made daily, uh, which is already being made daily. Uh, I don't usually plug the prop shop, but get in the prop shop, folks. I mean, we're making money from twelve a.m. to twelve a.m. and that's literal. That's not figurative. That that is actual. So. I uh, want to make a few extra dollars to put in that bank account. Uh, come see us. We're
2: happy to help. So, Bob, you, you play Madden competitively, and I know you've had some pretty crazy experiences on your journey of competitive gaming. Like, like, and what's a snapshot of, of like, when did you start playing Madden competitively? And um, I know you've had some serious runs, you know, playing, uh, you know, live tournaments at, at Lincoln Financial, you know, and uh, you've been really close to – like getting to where you want to be you know it seems in that world
1: yeah no it's definitely been a journey um you know i've i started back uh so i did the air force thing obviously you know um i was in the military for four years uh air force from 2013 to 2017 came back in 2017 i've always been a gamer unfortunately the base that i was stationed at most bases most bases that people are stationed at generally don't have the best internet out there to you know game competitively much less casually so i kind of had to put that on the back burner including madden i remember i think it was madden 25 which was madden i think what 2014 maybe um with i think it was like adrian peterson on the cover i played like the first cfm game and lagged out on like the second snap of the game i was like yeah we're not going to be able to do this anymore um so put that on the back burner came back home to philly uh, at the end of 2017 just in time to watch the Eagles win the Super Bowl and then jump back into Madden in about 2019, which was Madden 20. Um, and it's not the same Madden that like, a lot of people, you know, like me and you and probably Chief as well know anymore. You know, it's really a it's a it's ability based now. It's not just the players on the field. They have all these juiced arcadish X factors and abilities and a whole bunch of other things going on. And um but yeah, no, the competitive journey has been fun. It, it's definitely taken me to a lot of places. Like I said, you know, I got to play in the locker room in Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, I've won some good money doing that. I've made more money just doing the content creation portion of it. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of just pick one side of the fence or the other. They either compete or they do YouTube, they do Twitch. Not a lot of people do both. And I kind of find myself straddling that line between both. And it's it's been pretty good. You know, the YouTube channel does really good. The Twitch channel does really good um i feel like i'm pretty electric i I like to talk a lot of trash when i'm playing uh, my madden so people like to tune in and uh and get involved and get involved with the chirping and when you lose the trolls come out it's part of the uh the nature of the business but all in all it's it's been pretty fun
2: there's trolls and wins and losses and everything you do (laughs) there's tons of trolls but uh you know the good usually outweighs the bad but you know that that's awesome and uh you know i know you've built up your social medias and you're following and, and every now and then when i'm alone and i'm working i tune into you streaming a competitive game and i see the good the bad and the ugly but so you're in philly so before we cut to the the fantasy talk and what happened are, are you hungover? were you partying last night bob Bolio, in the streets of broad
1: i have uh today has been a pretty lazy monday i <laughs> i'm battling a hangover um uh, a almost lost voice. I'm surprised. I still have one after last night. Um, we were definitely out on broad street. Phillies clinched the pennant. All was right in the world. It was looking kind of ugly because, you know, the the weather was just awful. You know, it, it was insane. Cause the Padres kept getting, um, you know, the, the mound cleaned up and then it would rain for us. It wouldn't, it would be, it'd be dry for their half of the inning. And then Bryce Harper, a la Matt Stairs, just sent one into the night. And, uh, there was no looking back. I mean, Bryce Harper is just insane. I, I, I can't, I can't talk about Bryce Harper enough.
2: Chief, before we get into football, what do you think of the uh, Astros Phillies World Series?
3: Uh, I would say I'm pulling for the Phillies. Uh, if heck, if the, if the Braves aren't going to win it, then let's at least get someone in the division to win it. Uh, dare I say we have the best probably division in baseball past few seasons: Phillies, Mets, Braves, Marlins and even the marlins get a little scrappy every once in a while but you know we all just kind of pummel on them by the end of the season but still um it definitely felt like one of those three teams was go- was going to go quite frankly i thought it was going to be the mets based on their beefed up pitching roster and uh and and, and their hitting core that, that they put together there but man the mets are, they they just couldn't get over the hump and lo and behold the phillies you know beat us and round one, and bam, they're on their way. Um, I got I got nothing against the Phillies. I'm not a sucky Braves fan because we got our chip last year, and quite frankly, I felt like we were always ahead of schedule anyway. So um, if the Phillies are going to get it, they need to get it this year, strike while the iron's hot. And that's the cool thing about baseball, uh, I think, you know, versus any other sport, I do feel like the best team isn't always going to win. And I think that's that's the cool thing about baseball. Like, for instance, if it was up to everyone, the Dodgers and the Yankees would go to the World Series every year. But that's never that's that's not how baseball works. It's, it's just not how it works. So, um, once again, kudos to Philly. Um, if anybody probably wants his championship, it's probably it, – it's got to be Harper, right? Like, he goes to Philly, Washington gets a championship, and, I mean, it's just – you think back over how, how that whole ordeal went for him to, to grab him one. In, in what the, this is third year with Philly. Now I think it is third year, third year, Matt. I'm, I'm thinking this is third year. Yeah. For him to, third year. Yeah. For him to grab one with his third year after how everything happened in Washington, Uh I, I'll be pulling for him for sure.
2: Well, one of the best sports most, like sequences of the year. We have everything with the World Series, the NBA starting back up, NHL starting back up. We're in the middle of the football season, uh, and there's there's surprises every week. So, elephant in the room segment where we talk about what the hell happened on Sunday.
3: Chief, I'm not. Please, gonna go can here. I keep this off? Can please, I can... please? I'm going and I'm going to go in a different direction than you think.
2: Well, can I? Was gonna can I, I going yes, but. I thought the Panthers were having a fire cell. Aren't they supposed to be tanking? What is happening? Is that where you're going?
3: (laughs) That's exactly where I'm going. Fire Matt Rule. Send Robbie Anderson packing. Send Christian McCaffrey packing. And suddenly we have a winning organization. It's amazing what you can do when you just get rid of the baggage, folks. And I don't have anything against Christian McCaffrey. I don't have anything against Robbie Anderson. Do I think we win more games this season? Probably not. But uh, we needed to blow it up, and that's the bottom line. And I've been saying that, Luch. Matt Rule could not survive how bad we, we came out and played. Um, and I think Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco is going to be better for his career um, because San Francisco is typically a team that's not going to run him into the ground. And guess what? That's what the Panthers were doing. I'm so glad Chuba Hubbard gets to have a real role with the team. Um PJ Walker is going to go back to what was he playing in the USFL? Is that what, is that what league he was playing in? He turned in the USFL PJ yesterday uh, against the Buccaneers of all teams. Who, my gosh, if Tom Brady ever wanted to retire and save his marriage, now is the time. Uh, losing to the lowly Panthers, who have now crept back up in the playoff contention in our weak division. Uh, look, it's I, I'm glad the Panthers are showing some fight. I'm never going to hate on a team that wants to win. Um, you know, unless, we're, unless we feel like we're getting a legendary quarterback, who cares? Go win games. We can get players. And uh, if we're going to win, let, let, let's keep winning. Um, we get the Falcons this week. Uh, not not trying to look ahead too far, but I think we get the Falcons. That's another possible winnable game. If we win that game, look out. Uh, <laughs> we're starting to creep up yet again. So, um I, I think I think the air in the in the in the Panthers organization is starting to feel a little bit more fresh. And I think guys may be getting excited. The defense was really excited yesterday. Like I watched them play, they were flying around, they were having fun. And everybody's going to have fun when they beat Tom Brady. But make no mistake about it. Let's see if we can have fun beating up on Marcus Mariota as well. Um, if we can do that, um, and t- if we just take care of the division, we go to the playoffs. How crazy is that? A P.J. Walker-led playoff team. Thank God our head coach was smart enough to say, nope, I don't care if Baker Mayfield's healthy. He's not starting this week. So you can go ahead and keep resting, buddy. We're not putting you back with the ones. P.J. Walker won the game. He's earned the right to start again. Let's keep going. It's not like we've got Dak Prescott sitting on the bench or some groundbreaking, earth-shattering, legendary quarterback. Baker Mayfield was the starter, folks, and I hated that from the beginning. So go P.J. Walker, go Carolina Panthers, and shout out to our interim coach who's getting a shot here. Luch, I think if he does a good job, he's got a shot at keeping the head coaching job because I do think he got the raw end of the deal in Arizona anyway. So let's let's go Panthers. Keep pounding. Well, suddenly,
2: DJ Moore is knocking on the door of top ten target market share in the National Football League. So, will he be a Carolina Panther after November one? Um,
3: that I cannot answer. Um, I may need to call up the the ownership group and uh, see what those guys are thinking. If you, you give me a couple days; I, I might be able to dig up an answer for you. If I, if I could,
1: if I could, real quick, Lucia, Actually, that. Uh, that Panthers-Falcons uh, game is actually a pretty important one this week because if the Bucks most likely lose to the Ravens on Thursday, if the Panthers beat the Falcons, they will actually be in first place in the division. Oh, I know. This I know. How,
2: how crazy is that? So, so we need to talk about the Buccaneers. Bob, what's your, what's, what's your Tom Brady Buccaneers take?
1: <sighs> I think Chief kind of hit it on the head. Um, you know, it, it was such a big story, but I still feel like it's kind of – almost going under the rug and, and, you know, the Tom Brady divorce thing, it's, it's something that it's not something that goes away overnight. You know, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a major life change and it's, you know, it's something that you can see that's kind of been impacting him. I mean, you see him like snapping at his lineman, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, He just hasn't looked right. The offense hasn't looked right. I mean, it doesn't help him. Mike Evans is dropping opening play, you know, 60 yard bombs to start the game. Um, But he just hasn't looked right. You know, it's, it's still there. I don't think anybody's questioning his his ability at 45, but just something's been off. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you could attribute that to everything kind of going on in his personal life.
2: Chief, everyone thought, well, the narrative was we're getting focused Tom Brady after the divorce. And I don't know he played okay, but, like, the rest of the team also has to show up. We knew the offensive line in Tampa Bay was going to be an issue from the beginning. Also, the dude's 45.
3: I don't know. What's your Tampa Bay take, Chief? Um, I think after years and years of pounding this drum, our good friend of the show that hasn't joined us yet, Max Kellerman, is finally right. Tom Brady is uh, officially falling off of the cliff. And it, it had already started, right? So make no mistake about it. Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers, and one of his first games in the young season when he first got there is the end of the game and it's fourth down and he thinks it's third down and i don't care if they won a uh, a super bowl listen folks big time mental error there and uh you know his receiving core And the defense, their defense has played better. Now, I'm not saying this season. I'm saying previous seasons. They played better where they just kind of shut down the run, make you throw it on them. And that's going to force teams into a lot more mistakes, interceptions, bad reads, lets the pass rush get rolling, so forth and so on. So he's had some help. I think what we're seeing this year is Bruce Arians not leading this team, I think it's showing. I don't have anything against Todd Bowles. I just think Bruce Arians has a has a different way of, of coaching the team. And it sucks that Todd Bowles is going to get the short end of the stick yet again because it's going to look like it's all his fault and it's not all his fault. Um, this team is just not as good. You know, point blank, period. Do I think Tom Brady has enough cachet to turn this thing around? I do. Do I think Tom Brady is better at 45 than Peyton was at the end of his career? Absolutely. Uh, But is that enough for them to win this year? I don't think it is.
2: No offense. But the division is very winnable still. So, but, like, they have serious issues collectively. Collectively. We've seen it the last couple of weeks. And, boy, did they show up in an ugly way on Sunday. I want to, like, cross the bridge over – and talk about the Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers thing. First of all, the hype train out of control when the trade goes down. Wow, McCaffrey, Debo, the defense is pretty good. Well, first of all, the San Francisco 49ers don't have any draft picks until the third round next season. So you better damn hope Trey Lance is the guy. And he hasn't shown me anything that Trey Lance is going to be the guy. Garoppolo's contract is up, correct me if I'm wrong. He's going to be elsewhere finally. So why, I mean, I get it, but, you know, you're three and four now. The division is winnable, you know, but you may not even host a playoff game. You don't have any, anything in the cupboard for the future, at least next year to get immediate help. I'm surprised by that deal. I mean, on paper, yeah, it looks great. But what happened on Sunday, the Chiefs scored 30 second half points and embarrassed the hell out of the 49ers. Well, Christopher
3: Caffrey didn't play that much for what so it's what? worth. So what? What what, what if he would have played? And, and, made and the 49ers are missing a fair amount of guys on defense. Like they just they got ravaged by random injuries here. Um I'm gonna give them a pass for that reason. I I think they're I don't but this year isn't their year. I, I think they're looking at the future, to be honest with you. And the, you know, and the reason why I said that is They've always kind of had this running back by committee approach. Well, Christian McCaffrey and the money they're paying him should get rid of that. Right. Like they should essentially say, "Okay, look, we're paying this guy a lot of money to produce. And I'm not saying they're going to run him out like 90 percent of the snaps, but I think Christian McCaffrey goes from a 90 percent snap guy to 75 ish, which should help him as well to not get run into the ground. And it is going to open their offense up, you know. When, when everybody's back healthy especially when their defense is back out like it's their offense is going to help their defense
2: it's 2022 right I'm just making sure I'm in the right year is that what year it is right? it is oh, thanks for confirming <laughs> so all right Bob polio McCaffrey's under contract for two more years that's good news Debo is under contract for a couple of years it looks like at least till 2024 then he might have uh there might be some kind of opt out anyway so Chief you know I, I see your point. you got your studs locked up for a couple years at least. Uh, Bob, were you surprised with the trade and like what do you think that does for the 49ers they tell you what they got the Rams on the road next week so the, like the time that's a huge game coming up.
1: yeah, I was just taking a look at their schedule. Um, you know it's it's doable. I mean they have six more division games left. I mean they have to play the in, most likely continue to be injured Saints. Dolphins, Bucks, we already talked about the Bucks, how they look. Um, the Wentz or Wentz commanders, you know, it, it's, it's not a terrible schedule. Um, but I, I've never. We're driven by the search for better.
0: But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: Also believes in Jimmy G. I don't think he's the guy. He played. He played good yesterday. He played good yesterday. Um, and I know the hype behind the Christian McCaffrey trade was, you know, well, when Trey Lance comes back. Well, right now Trey Lance isn't there, and you know, Trey Lance, Debo, and McCaffrey. Um, uh, maybe a little, you know, you know, little schoolyard BS offense. Maybe a little options here, options there. Um, it could work, but again, that's something we're not going to find out for a good while now. Um, it definitely seems like a win now, kind of a trade. Um, and like you said, they're very much lacking in the pick department now. So uh, I, I like the trade, um, next year when, when Trey Lance is back, don't really love it this year. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think they're the team right now. I don't maybe, maybe top five or six and three of them teams might be in the same division in that top three, which we'll talk about in a little bit.
3: Good chief. Well. I'm just glad the Panthers are doing what they should do, clean it out. And then and and, and essentially what the Panthers are doing, in, in my opinion, and I, and I think I'm right about this. They're cleaning it out. So when they bring in the new guy, um, he can do what he wants. Right. He doesn't have to be held back by McCaffrey or, or Anderson, you know, or anything like that. DJ Moore may, in fact, be gone. Who knows? Um, but he can do what he wants to do with this roster and build a team the right way. Uh, Moving on to our next elephant here. Folks, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past few years, I have been attempting to educate the general public about Aaron Rodgers. I've tried my hardest to let everybody know, but people would prefer to turn on ESPN and listen to Stephen A. Smith. folks. Aaron Rodgers is bad. And he what he's been bad. But no one wants to listen to old Uncle Chief here. I'm telling you, I don't care what Aaron Rodgers says about getting this ship back, you know, back in the water and sailing out or getting the train back on the tracks. This thing is off the rails. And we're not blaming Matt LaFleur. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not blaming Mike McCarthy. I'm not doing that. Is, is has McCarthy been incompetent at times? Maybe. Has Matt LaFleur been incompetent at times? Maybe. But you're the quarterback, you're a professional quarterback, and the ball's in your hands. And if you're the stud and star that we've all made you out to be in the media, then you have full autonomy over this offense. I don't want to hear about uh I don't want to hear about him drawing up a play in the dirt and win an NFC championship game and never get to a Super Bowl. Where 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 are the plays being drawn up in the dirt this season to help this team win games? Guess what? They don't exist. Aaron Rodgers is. I don't want to insult Aaron Rodgers to this level, folks. So hopefully this is not too insulting. But if you ever watch those old westerns and you, you see the dust bunnies just rolling through through the uh through the town. Aaron Rodgers is one of those. He's getting carried out in the wind, folks. I don't see where Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to be effective, at least not in Green Bay. Now, does he leave and and get a scenery change like Matt Stafford and can do something different? Maybe. Um, There are tons of teams that would probably love to get their hands on Aaron Rodgers, i.e. the Panthers. Please don't do it, folks. Just let him stay in Green Bay. He's made his bed. And now he's got a living.
2: But chief, he has 460 career touchdowns and just 96 interceptions. And he's throwing the ball to Alan Lazard and guys, you know, that we picked up from the USFL and XFL and maybe Sammy Watkins chief.
3: That's very true. Uh, Tom Brady has had a depleted cover before. Did he win football games? The answer is yes. So the correlation is... The answer is yes. Aaron Rodgers is no different than Matthew Stafford. He's no different than Matthew Stafford. But we've made him like he's Tom Brady. And he's never been Tom Brady. Do you get what I'm saying? We've given him all the hype and all the praise. And guess what Aaron Rodgers does every year? He doesn't produce championships. He'll get you an MVP based on his name value. He he can barely get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's Aaron Rodgers, folks. Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. Heck, he's not Eli Manning.
2: Maybe maybe um aging quarterbacks just play better when they're married.
3: I don't know. Maybe Aaron Rodgers needs to get married. Maybe he does. Uh but I can t- I can tell you what. Green Bay's feeling I'm I'm sure Green Bay is furious right now for not sending his butt out when they could have got big-time dollars for him. Who wants to pick up Aaron Rodgers now? Of course he'll he'll bring in a haul because of the name value. But this feels more like a Russell Wilson trade than a Tom Brady trade. Tom Brady got traded at the end of his career, or, or, or left at the end of his career, went to Tampa Bay, and while he may look really bad right now, guess what Tampa Bay has in their trophy case? A Super Bowl trophy. And guess what Green Bay is going to have for the rest of Aaron Rodgers' career as long as he's there? Zero Super Bowls, excluding 20. 20-
2: all right, Bob. Is Aaron Rodgers overrated? Or is, I mean, th- th- we knew we were stirring the pot when we came on this podcast, but Chief has made it public time after time.
3: Year, year after leading. year, too. I didn't just start Aaron Rodgers
2: is the best game manager of all time, <laughs> I believe you said.
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's a, there's a stratosphere. There's, there's a, there's a pecking order. Um, and one solely has Tom Brady. And then you could put Aaron Rodgers in another one, but it's not in the same as Tom Brady. Um, I think that's always been the case. I think it's now becoming more air apparent and at least Brady has an excuse if he's 45 Rogers still 38. And I know for a fact, Rogers is not going to play until he's 45. He turns 39, I believe in December. Um, he, he doesn't have much, you know, time's ticking on him. He doesn't have much time left. Um, Desperately missing Devonte Adams. Um, you know, it seems like some weeks his best receiver is still Randall Cobb. And what year is it again, Luke? Twenty twenty two. It's insane to see. Um, Randall
3: Cobb had twelve plus targets in one game this season.
1: Yeah, it, it's just insane. But no, and now not he's even, out because he's. Home. Yeah one one I I wouldn't go as disrespectful as to call him you know Aaron Aaron Rodgers but um you know Aaron Frauders, but he is though. But, but he he's not as good as Tom Brady, confirmed.
3: Is he as good as Drew Brees?
2: <sighs> yes.
3: Him and Drew both have one.
2: Yes. You need so many things to go right. to Is win he as good as Eli Man?
1: <laughs> well, Eli beat Tom twice. I don't know. Maybe 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 a better is, regular season quarterback than Eli.
3: <laughs> is he is he as good as Ben Roethlisberger? Yes, Better. over the stretch of record. How many does Ben have? Ben has one or two. One, right? One. No, no way. Do you get my my point? Is we've given Aaron Rodgers a pedestal because of talent, but that talent is not materializing into anything but one Super Bowl over a whole career. Yes, it's hard to win in the NFL. I get it, but you get my point, Bob. Yeah. The media has given Aaron Rodgers and anointed him the chosen one when in fact he's nowhere close to that.
2: Yeah,
3: I agree. He's I agree already
2: looking forward to his, um, this is a total hypothetical, don't sue me, Barstool sports contract. So he could play golf with Portnoy and, and the commissioner and he could do whatever. You know, he'll be the next Barstool uh, analyst or something over there. But hey, uh, we, since we're in the victory lap mode, because we, uh, we always fully admit when we're wrong. We came on this podcast last week and we said the Washington was gonna win this football game. They're gonna run the ball 20 times with Brian Robinson and another 10 with Antonio Gibson. They each did exactly that, four and a half yards a carry. Yes. I don't know who Antonio I don't know who Antonio Gibson's sleeping with in the coaching tree of Washington, why they won't give him the bulk of the carries. And Brian Robinson's you know a good young runner and a great story. But again, Antonio Gibson's on this football team averaging almost six yards a pop against Green Bay. I, I will die in the mountain that he can still be a feature back somewhere. Regardless, they carried the football thirty times between themselves, controlled the clock at the end of the game, beat Aaron Rodgers, and uh, was that was know. that not the
3: formula that. we talked about though? Just for
2: that's verbatim exactly what we said. Let,
3: Go ahead. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying like. That's the formula for this Green Bay team. They're not going to score nearly as many points as they have in the past. If you can run the football, you do it. Heck, I don't care if it's third and four. Just put the ball in, in, in the running back's hands. He's bound to get it, right? He, he's, he's literally bound to get it. And they did exactly what they should have. I took a whole lot of unders in this game on passing yards, including, including Heineke. That worked out. Took a whole lot of overs on Brian Robinson carries and yards. That worked out. I mean, the game script went exactly how we thought, and the Washington Commanders came out winners in the football game. And they're not going to win their division, but they beat good old bad man Aaron Rodgers, who can't seem to pull out any anything magical at this point to help this team get across into the wing column consistently
2: now was, was bad man the adjective or is it bad comma man like is he a bad man or is aaron Rodgers bad man like how, like are you are you listen, turning the knife in his chest here
3: or listen aaron Rodgers has played bad comma man man <laughs> <laughs> uh i you know what i
2: i can't argue bob give me a big takeaway from sunday i know there's probably something else you want to talk about
1: Big takeaway from Sunday, man. There's quite a few of them. Um, the Giants keep finding ways to win. The Giants just, they keep getting it done. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying there, you know, there's a big Twitter. I see it every, every week, every Sunday trending on Twitter. It's like worst four in one team, worst five in one team, worst six in one team. And then you click it and it's just a bunch of people saying or trolling about people saying that the Giants for the worst, however, in one team. And... I was surprised that the Jags were, excuse me, the Jags were favorites in this game Um, because, again, you know the Giants were five and one. I I assumed Vegas knew something that I didn't. This might have been the trap game, Um, but the Jags almost won it. They were within one yard. They, they, you know, they pulled the Kevin Dyson treatment at the literal one yard line. I think it was Christian Kirk. They got stopped short, and um, man, I I guess to, to parlay this into my overall take is that the NFC East is just. I mean, what what are we going to do with the NFC East? I mean, how do you – I'm going to ask you guys this. Power rank the three NFC East teams where they are in the NFC or the NFL, Eagles,
3: Cowboys, Giants. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm never going to disrespect the undefeated team, right? Like that, that I'm just not – if you're winning football games – you haven't lost yet. I don't care who you play. You have to be who's in front of you. If we're power ranking right now, like the Eagles have to be number one in the league. I don't care how explosive the Bills are. I don't care how explosive the Chiefs are. Philly's not lost a game. So they have to be number one in my book. Bob, I'm sure you probably would agree with that now analysis based on your fandom. But that's the reality. Right? Philly hasn't lost a game. Yeah. So that So we can't. No way they can be behind. Uh, If I had to pick a number two team in the league, definitely going to be the Bills. Um, If I had to pick a number three team in the league, uh, definitely probably, I I still think I'm going with Kansas City. And then after that, to me, it's Giants-Dallas. Okay. Okay.
1: Giants over Dallas. All right. I mean, we haven't seen enough of that. Let, so t- let me
3: tell you why I say that. So, nothing that happens when a coach comes in and has a culture change with the team. Dallas has not had a culture change, right? So, until Dallas proves to me that they can actually win and continue to win and then get into the playoffs and win, there's literally been no culture change in Dallas. So, I'm not I'm not buying into this, this defense. is legendary. and you know? I'm not buying that, right? What I am buying is Brian Dable has gone to the Giants and changed the organization. And we've now seen that week after week after week. And and, and here's my point. Last year, these would have been games that the Giants lost, right? Yeah. You you see, so they've turned a corner where they're becoming winners and they're doing it with no Kenny Galladay, right? Right. I mean, they're doing it with the – Sterling Shepard never played. Yeah. It's it's Daniel Jones, it's Saquon Barkley, and heck, Richie James and Darius Slayton are leading the charge. Wondell Robinson leading the charge. Like they're not doing it with superstar talent right now, and they're yeah. still winning. Imagine if they had Odell Beckham. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah what in I the world it, would
3: be um... like? Um. Just imagine if they had someone that the defense actually had to account for. It'd be insane. Clearly. Saquon is that guy right now, but I'm saying on yeah. the outside is, is really what I mean. Um, Brian,
1: Brian Dable's done an incredible job with that team, and, and even yeah. as a Eagles fan, I can I can wholeheartedly admit a, a healthy, dominant Saquon Barkley is good for the NFL, and it's good to see him back. Um, yeah, he's been nothing short of phenomenal so far. And if there's a team that needs to make a trade, if there's a team that needs to make a win now, trade it wasn't the Niners, it's the Giants. Get them a receiver, get them a receiver for Daniel Jones. Uh, what they're doing with the receiving core they have. And you mentioned Kenny Galladay. I don't really think he would have made much of a difference, even if he was out there. But you know, get them another receiver out there for Daniel Jones because they're—I mean—they're doing great work right now.
2: Someone's got to call about Brandon Cooks eventually, right? Yeah. Oh, why not? Get Brandon Cooks up there. Man, man, get field. that
3: man out of Houston, please. He's probably got about three good seasons left, I think, and, and three good ones. That's probably a number—a low-level number one, high-level number two. You know what I mean? Like, geez,
2: you know, both the Dallas and, and the Giants are, are kind of similar in my eyes, like very similar. I guess the slight leg up to the Dallas defense, if I had to compare the two, I'm not buying into that they're elite either. I don't think they're, you know, they have Micah Parsons and they're able to generate some pressure, but I don't, I don't, like, they don't, they're not terrifying and their, their, their metrics aren't fantastic either. So I don't think well, that there's a gap at all. I think every Giants Dallas game should and will be a coin flip, one possession game either way but they both lack playmakers cd lamb's the guy and you know the narrative that we just can't put away is that can't get him the football after cd lamb michael gallup's still not the same dalton schultz has been banged up there they are significantly missing another playmaker or two i wouldn't be shocked if dallas was active to try to you know get someone healthy uh, a healthy veteran to come in and God, wouldn't that be something? That would just be the biggest Odell Beckham Jr. move if he goes to play for Jerry in Dallas, and nobody's talking about it. And I, I think it's completely in the cards that maybe we see Beckham with a star on his helmet.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I mean, look, Noah Brown, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Schultz, uh, it, you know, they've got a dual dual running back backfield and Zeke kind of got hurt yesterday took a big shot in the knees so you know hopefully he's healthy. <sighs> Once again, this is why I'm siding with the Giants like and it's and I know I've made this point but I do want to reiterate again Dallas has not had some drastic shift in any type of real change. If anything, their offense is probably worse. So I'm going to give the leg up to the Giants. I think the Giants have a a better coach. And and please, that's not an insult to Mike McCarthy. Like, I try to respect guys that have been around the league. Mike McCarthy's absolutely a professional coach. Now, you know, does his decisions catch up to the 2022 way of playing football? Sometimes maybe they do. Sometimes maybe they don't. But, you know, I I think Brian Dable has this team – believing they can win and not only believing as they continue to believe they can win, they keep winning. Like, you know, in in football, you either lose by three or you win by three. Well, they've been winning more by three than the other teams they play, and it's showing. You know,
2: Bob, on this podcast, we often talk about the short straw that quarterbacks draw for – Various reasons, but if someone gets drafted into a garbage system or someone gets drafted to a garbage team who has five different OCs during his entire rookie year and there's no stability or there's no talent or like all the above. And this is a Daniel Jones like open ended comment question for you. You see all the comparisons online with Daniel Jones and Josh Allen through the first X amount of games, and like there's some eye test stuff there as well. Daniel Jones doesn't have the rocket arm that Allen has. But he has the mobility, he has the wheels, he, he has the the play-extending ability that Josh Allen does have. And when Josh Allen came into this league, he was reckless. He was doing things with the football that Daniel Jones recently has been doing with the football. Every six great plays, he makes two boneheaded plays, and he's throwing the ball backwards or something and doing way too much. You know, like Gable finally comes, or, uh, Gable finally comes in. They have a competent coaching staff. Daniel Jones never had that. The offensive line still needs help, but you have a healthy Saquon Barkley. The system's much better. Daniel Jones is making much better decisions. And, you know, I think the biggest eye-opener for me was some of the lasers he was throwing in that game against Green Bay in Europe, where he was just throwing some dots. And I I think you got to pay this guy to find out what his ceiling really is, because he's not going to command the most money in the world because his track record is not great. Listen, he's taking care of the football. He's only thrown two picks this year. He's a weapon with his legs on third down, running the RPO business and everything with Saquon. I'm actually really impressed with what I've seen out of Daniel Jones. And a couple weeks ago, Bob, and I'll throw it over to you, Chief and I kind of agreed that his ceiling's really high. We think his ceiling is, like, definitely a top half of the league quarterback. And in the right situation, maybe he's knocking on the door of being a top 10, top 12 guy. So what's your current um thesis on Daniel Jones, Bob, and like, is he the guy going forward? I actually really
1: like that take and, uh and that whole uh, ordeal where, you know, quarterbacks don't get a fair shake yet. We call that the Josh Rosen. Um But yeah, Daniel Jones, definitely. um He's looked really good. And like you said, yeah, there's an occasional boneheaded play here or there. You know, I remember vividly when he, you know, outran the entire Eagles team and anybody else in the state of Pennsylvania on that <laughs> one run before he fell flat on his face. Um, You know, (laughs) like you, you look at plays like that, but no, sincerely sincerely, he has looked, he has looked the part. And I I definitely think he deserves that look, that extension, um, that that next contract, if they continue to perform the way they are right now, again, six and six and one, five and one, I think six and one. Um, he does, he definitely has that play extending ability. Um, like you mentioned, um, not the arm that Josh Allen has, but again, what he's done with the lack of weapons that I feel like he doesn't have, um, yeah, no, Daniel Jones is definitely um, definitely somebody to um, consider for the Giants moving
2: forward. I guess we can uh, start taking a look at next week, and we could tie some Week 7 comments and analysis in with that. Um, since you're our guest, I'll give you the floor here. You got the battle for Pennsylvania here. Eagles coming off a of bye week. I'm sure it was well-needed. Is this going to be a walk in the park for Philly or is this, does this worry you? Is it some kind of sandwich game for Philly hosting the Steelers this week?
1: I think what is going to happen. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because let's be honest in the NFL, you're not going to win every game, right? There's going to be a trap game somewhere. I thought it was going to be the Jaguars game with Doug Peterson coming back to Philly. Um, The weather kind of hindered that game. So we'll never really know how that game would have went under healthy conditions. I'm trying to figure out when the Eagles are going to lose a game. I don't think it's going to be against the Steelers, and then they have the Colts after that. Um, But as for this week, I think what's going to happen is what's been happening for like the last month or so, the Eagles will jump out to a three-possession lead, take their foot off the pedal. Um, Nick Sirianni will forget how to call a football game in the third quarter, and then he'll remember that he knows how to run the ball and call running plays and utilize his running backs uh, to their full potential in the fourth quarter and the eagle will get out of that game i i think i don't know what the spread is on that game right now is it uh i don't think it's double digits
2: it is it's 10 and any and it's up to 11 on bet mgm right now
1: yeah i i think the steelers cover that spread um i guess if the eagle's winning by six or seven getting a little bit too comfortable with the lead in the second half once again and uh letting letting the steelers creep around for a little bit but uh Probably gonna be a good game for Jalen Hurts. Uh that Steelers' secondary has been banged up all year. They have not been great. Um, good luck trying to figure out for DFS purposes if it's gonna be AJ Grant uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, or Goddard or maybe a random Quez Walkins sighting. Um but yeah, and I think the Eagles will squeak away maybe six or seven point win on that.
2: Are the Eagles going to lose? And if so, who are they going to lose to? Because we were talking about that last week. What what kind of t- what's the formula for beating the Eagles?
1: Me and, me and my buddies were talking about this during the commercial of the Phillies-Padres game uh, last night, and we were really looking at that schedule, trying to figure out when. Like, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for the Eagles to win 15 games looking at the schedule. Um, I can pull it up right here. I just had it up a second ago. Um, yeah, the Steelers this week, the Texans after that. Uh, the Carson Wentzless Commanders once again. The Colts. After that, I mean, you're looking at easily. I'm uh, not. I mean, not say easily, but I feel like they could easily be 10 and 0. Leading into the Packers Sunday night game um, at the end of November, well, they're winning in the that game. Goalies. I can tell
3: you that right now.
1: Yeah, and and the way they look right now, you would think so. It might be a game the Eagles just randomly lose because they just no. There, no. There's going to be a game. We have to figure out. What Bob, don't do, do don't do this. Don't do this. I'm a realistic Eagles fan. I'm not, I'm not blindly and passionately ignorant like a lot of us. But there is a game they're going to lose. I don't know. Maybe it'll be against Lucci's Titans when they come to Philly, first week of December. Um, but on. I would venture to say right now I think they can go 12-0. and I think they can beat the Packers and the Titans as well. I could definitely see them losing to the Giants, um, the first Giants that's game, the game in New York, December 11th. That would be their 13th game of the season. I think that's the game they lose. They probably beat the Bears. They can barely move the ball on offense. Um, I think they just, could
2: beat it. I think they could run the table. I but my my take was last week, and then Chief, I'll let you you know jump in, and then you can steer us wherever you want to. Got to the the throw of the
1: last game of the season against the Giants. Not it throw be. it. But sit everybody.
2: I think a run oriented team is going to beat them. I mean, I know that you have a lot of name recognition on that front four. You guys haven't invested anything in you guys. I mean, you're, you're from Philly. You're part of the organization. You use the verbiage, we, right? So, like, when's the last time you invested in draft capital and a decent linebacker? I mean, like, God, I, I just feel like maybe a, a team that's going to run the football and play ugly, like, might be the rest. I'm not saying it's the Titans, but, um, you know, the Giants. I mean, the Giants ran the snot out of the football against Jacksonville, just ran heavy big packages last week or yesterday or Sunday, whatever day it is. I don't even know what year it is, and just – slammed it right down the jaguars throats and i I mean i'm not saying like obviously you need the right game script to beat philly if you're gonna just run the ball 35 times a game but um i think there's a range of outcomes going from running the table completely to i think 15 wins is realistic too bob i think i'm with you
1: yeah i like them for 15 or 14 or 15 honestly at the least
3: i can tell you right now the packers aren't going into philly and winning Okay. So you can just go ahead and get rid of that. I I, I am being realistic, Bob. The Packers are not better than Philly. It's like I don't. I'm, I'm just gonna. No, no, no. I'm
1: not saying off. they are, but there's, there's gonna there's gotta be a trap game in there somewhere. There's gotta there's gotta be one game the Eagles will lose that they. I, I thought it was either going to be the Jaguars game with Doug Peterson coming back to Philly or the travel game to Arizona, and they barely won the Arizona game. So, but again, yeah, they're doing but, things. But like, I think that know, was their
3: scare game. Like to yeah. me, like that was their one where they got away, and it's like whoo. All right, yeah. let's focus here. Right? I I think they lose to the Giants on December 11th. And I think that's what they need to do. You get what I'm saying like I think that takes the pressure off. Go yeah. ahead and get that I- one lo- lose that one and now we're we're off to the races cuz I don't think the Giants are going to beat them in Philly for what it's worth. Yeah. I think they go to MetLife and lose and now the the pressure's off, no more monkey on the back, no more media, right? Oh, the undefeated, because, you, you know, like, this is still a young team, dare I say. Like, like I, know, I know all the pieces aren't young, but the quarterback's young, the receivers are young. And some of these guys, you know, Jalen Hurts has had a fair amount of college success, but he's always been replaced at quarterback, right? Like, he didn't necessarily lead Alabama to a national championship the whole time, and he didn't get too much done at, at Oklahoma, outside of, you know, possibly being in the Heisman race. Like, you know, so to me, he's still young at finishing the deal. Yeah. And so I I think, I honestly think they need to lose to the Giants if they're going to lose to anybody, even though it's a division game, because I think they'll get that game back and maybe they split and they'd be ahead of the Giants. I think they probably lose one. I don't see them losing to the Cowboys, even though they're going there on Christmas Eve. Once again, I, I I'm just by this time the Cowboys could have already lost four more games, like I, I, you know I, what I mean? I mean. Like just so I I think Philly's going the distance. Um, and let me caveat and say, as long as the wrong pieces don't get hurt, they're going to be just fine. I think.
1: So that was going to be my my, my follow question. That is, you know, we got the Eagles at six and zero right now. Giants six and one. Cowboys five and two. Where do you guys see these three? Like, are we looking at three? 13 or more win teams here?
2: I wouldn't say that, but I think I think they all get in the, the big dance. I, I think mm-hmm. we see two wild cards coming out of the NFC East. I think the Eagles win the division. I don't know. I, I mean th- that number won't need to be that high to, to claim a wild card spot. So
1: yeah, where the Packers and Bucks are playing right now.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. So I think all three get in, and I think it's gonna be a hell of a ride come January, that's for sure. Yep.
3: So he- here's what I think happens: Cowboys are five and two, right? Yeah, they're too. And, and I, I think they're going to lose four games total, maybe five. Here's, here's where I think gets them. I don't think they lose to the Bears because they're just anemic on offense. Yep. I don't think they're going to lose to the Packers this year because the Packers are just the the Cowboys are going to run the football on them. If, if they don't run the ball against anybody else, like <laughs> Zeke and Pollard are pretty much going to do what they did yesterday. Get whatever they want on the ground. I don't think they beat the Vikings with the Vikings at home on November 20th. Mm-hmm. I don't think they beat them, and it's not that the Vikings are great. I think the Vikings are going to put enough pressure on them to where they can't script the game out the way they want. Well, it's it's a a
1: 425 game too, so Kirk Cousins should be good, not not in uh, prime time. So
3: yeah, Yeah. right, right. So I I think the Vikings come out ready to play. Um, I think the Giants go go into Dallas and win for what it's worth. Okay, they. I think they beat the Colts. They beat the Texans. The Jaguars, I think, is a trap game for them, but I think they win that game. The Eagles go to Dallas. I'm not expecting the Eagles to lose. And I think the Cowboys lose to the Titans on December 29th, for what it's worth.
1: Okay.
3: You know, barring no crazy injuries, um, so forth and so on. but I, So I, I've got Dallas losing four or five, which still, at this at this rate, they still get into the playoffs.
2: By the way, Giants – Cross-country trip at Seattle. The 4-3 and Geno Smith Seahawks. Three-point favorites hosting the Giants. That's I think that's going to be a low-key, really good football game between two current winning teams. But let's go look another 10 minutes here before we hop into story time and and GPP food of the day. Let's do a little kind of lightning round here. I know we all like to talk, which is an Achilles heel to our lightning round game here. But let's just go through the games. I'll throw it out there. I'll say who wins and why. um, And then we'll move on. And, I mean, there aren't a ton of really good games. But I figured we might as well just hit on all of them. One of the best games of the week with storylines and like an SP1 versus SP1 match is Lamar Jackson uh, against Tom Brady, who God knows what the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to give you. So Baltimore is traveling to Tampa Bay. Good old Amazon Prime. Baltimore is currently one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. So, all right, Chief, who wins, Ravens or Buccaneers, and why? Ravens or Buccaneers?
3: Uh, Ravens, the Bucks just they're out of sorts. And Jim Harbaugh has decided that he wants to kick field goals and if you if you look at what's happened since he started kicking field goals, Luce, they're winning football games. Look at the past two weeks. Justin Tucker's kicking two to three field goals, and suddenly, lo and behold, the the, the Ravens can win football games. Take the points, people. Take the points. One and
2: a half point favorites. Bob, did the Baltimore Ravens cover the spread against Tampa Bay? I'm
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, take a, take a stand here. I'm taking a stand. Hot take time. This is, my, this is my final time with the Bucks. I'm going to say this is the Tom Brady statement game. Primetime Thursday night. This is really turning around. This is where they make the announcement and say, we're coming back for the division. Not even the walk card spot. We're just coming back. We're taking over this division. This is the game. If they don't do it here, it's going to be an interesting season down the stretch in that division and maybe just for the rest of the season for them. Uh, I'm saying the, uh, the Bucks get this one done. Barely. Baltimore,
2: they are the kings of pissing down their legs in the fourth quarter. I mean, they just blow every game. In crunch time this season. Whoa, I like the stand. I like the stand a lot. Oh, man. Can I take the under instead of picking a side? That's what I really want to do. But I'll go with Tom Brady and the Bucks by a nose. Prove me wrong, Chief. I'm looking forward to another victory lap. How about a really bad, atrocious game? Denver traveling to Jacksonville. The Jags are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to play. Are they better without him? So many loaded questions, Chief. Um, Jaguars, Broncos. Who do you like in this one? That
1: Jaguars. is actually the London game. So shout out to uh, the NFL for giving them the uh, London game with the Broncos. Well, you
3: already know the Jaguars are going to win. Like, just go ahead and hand them the win. Um, Denver just can't – they can't They can't move the football efficiently and effectively enough to sustain any type of drives, to put any pressure on the other team. Uh, I, I think the Jaguars win this game.
2: What do you think, Bob? Prime time in London. Pack Wembley Stadium to see – whoever ripen, uh, you know, the Jaguars. Everybody's a Jaguars fan over there. Thanks, Goodell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, now give me the Jags and we're moving on.
2: All right, I'm I'm taking the Jags too, and that's pretty sad. Man, Denver was such a sexy preseason pick for so many reasons and just really bad stuff
3: in Denver. Listen, and and that's what I definitely got wrong. Like, I was heavy on Denver to even possibly win that division, but – Denver's where all traded quarterbacks and, and drafted quarterbacks go to die at this point. It's fat. Minnesota
2: hosting Arizona, Chief. Uh, it opened at 6. The spread is now only 3.5. The Vikings are 3.5-point favorites. 1 o'clock game hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Could be some points in this one. What do you think about it, Chief?
3: Um, definitely taking Minnesota. Uh, I- I'm not taking the Arizona Cardinals to come anywhere close to winning this game. We got a believer in the Vikings, Bob. Are you with Chief or no? No, I, it's it's less of me believing in the Vikings and more of me not believing in Arizona. So I, like,
1: I stand with Chief on that. I'm not really a big Cardinals guy, or, or really Kyler. Kyler's been I, I don't know. I, Kyler's been a hot topic this year too. I don't know where you guys stand on that. That could be another conversation for another day.
2: But I, I'm not sold on
1: Kyler, honestly, and much
2: less that Cardinals team. Well, maybe you can parlay uh, Vikings with the cover the spread with DeAndre Hopkins all hundred plus receiving yards if that's the game script you like because he's just gonna get ten targets a game I think from Kyler. I'm right. I don't think Kyler's heads in it, so uh, I'm with you on the Vikings. Here we go. NFC South battle: Panthers in Atlanta. Atlanta five and a half point home favorites against your Carolina Panthers. PJ Walker gonna continue to do his
3: thing or not? I'm gonna side with Atlanta here. Um, I love the Panthers. But I, I do think the Falcons overall are probably a better foot, football team per se. Um, but th- this is a coin flip for me. P.J. Walker gets another week to practice with the ones. Maybe he maybe he gets a chance to move this offense up and down the field. Atlanta can be thrown on. If we can get the passing game going, I think we win. Um It, it's. A, I still think I'm going to side with Atlanta on this one, even though I'm a Panthers fan. Five and it, a half. It, it hurts me.
2: Is five and a half a good spread, a good number?
3: Mm, I, I think I'd take the Panthers plus five, plus plus five and a half for what it's worth. All right, Bob, you got a take on this one?
1: I do. If Chief doesn't want to take his team, I will. I think the Panthers are going to go in and get it done in Atlanta, riding off the wave right now. We talked about the culture change earlier. Things might be turning around in their direction right now. Made some personnel changes. Um, it, it feels good to beat up on Tom Brady, and I think they're going to carry that momentum. I think uh, we're going to be looking at, assuming that my Bucks pick was wrong, I think we're going to be looking at the Panthers being first
3: in the NFC South come Sunday. Well, that sure would be nice, Bob. We just suck in Atlanta every year. It's like, even when Cam was there and we were good, we go to Atlanta and some stupid freak play would happen. It's just Oh my gosh! Like one year, I knew we were going to win the game, and Cam takes a big hit right before the goal line. Just stupid things happen when we go to Atlanta, man. It's ah. Oh, I, I hope you're right and I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong next week.
1: It's a new year. I got faith in your team.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Carolina gets it done too. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the points, though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm uh, <laughs> not taking the plus one ninety money line. You know, I should put, uh, I'm going to put lunch money wagers on all these just, you know, for the show purposes and we'll see. Um, all right. Detroit hosted Miami. Tell you what, after a, a brilliant start, Miami just squeaked one out against Pittsburgh uh, primetime Sunday night. So wasn't a fantastic showing. Was good to see Tua out there playing football again. Uh, give me a winner here, Chief. And the spread is three and a half. Miami are road favorites.
3: Oh. Do you really think that the Lions are going to actually be competitive in this game?
2: I don't know what to think. But my, my, my gut says no. Like, I think Detroit's bad enough to get up at least two chunker 50-plus. Can, can, I,
1: can I say really quickly, three weeks ago, I was just looking at future games, and for DFS purposes, I've had this game circled for three weeks because I will be stacking the absolute hell out of this game.
2: Yes, Daily Fantasy Sports Talk. Yeah, why do you say that, Bob? <laughs> Let's hit our DFS talk quota real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the lions played a really good cowboys defense um over the weekend and you know i was really i kind of not mini stack that game but I, I had a couple pieces from it and uh yeah the lions got shut down completely a little bit surprised to see it but not really cowboys definitely have that really good defense um dolphins decent defense nothing to write home about and I think the points are going to come up plenty. I think the Lions – I mean, we play the Lions at home. You love to play whoever's playing the Lions at home. If the Lions are at home, points are being scored. I'm sticking with that. It's worked out for most of the season so far. Lions haven't won the games, but they damn sure put up some points while losing. So um, the 50 – I think it's 50 and a half right now is the total. Um, Yeah, I I will probably be stacking this game on Sunday.
2: That's better in – And taking the Dolphins. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, good intel there. Chief, you uh, siding with Miami, or are you going against the Hands?
3: Oh, yeah. I'm taking Miami for sure, man. I mean, who who's going to stop Tyreek Hill from catching 20 passes this game? Absolutely nobody.
2: Man, I don't know if we're going to get through uh, all of this, but I'll uh, I'll go a little rapid fire here. I'll, I'll let you guys each talk about a game. So um, I'm looking at Raiders Saints. So uh, I'll go to Bob on this one. Uh, the Raiders are one-and-a-half-point road favors against New Orleans, 47-and-a-half total. Two losing football teams right now. You got a gut lean on either one of them getting it done?
1: I'd probably lean the Raiders. Um I, I'd have to look at the injury report. I would imagine that the entire Saints team is still probably injured or going to be questionable going into this game. Um, it's been like a recurring theme all year. They've been pretty banged up. Uh The Raiders, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've had a pretty – Decent schedule in terms of you know who they've had to play so far, um, but yeah, I would lean Raiders in this.
2: How about Josh Jacobs? Just he's they, just a monster. They realized they could run the football two years later. Anyway, I know we got, I know, I know we got to keep going. We're gonna skip the Cowboys Bears game because we already said Dallas is going to roll in that one. Chief, huge uh, AFC East divisional game. Really sucks about Brees Hall. I hate NFL injuries. Young rising stars. Uh, Michael Carter's next man up. The Jets are 5-2. and two. New England on a short week. They're at MetLife. I'm just saying, I kind of like the Jets in this spot, but what are your thoughts on this one?
3: Um, <clears throat> I almost want to take a wait and see on this one. Let me just say that I think the Patriots are about to screw up their season by playing Mac Jones. I, I don't think there's any way Mac Jones should be leading this team out against the Bears. Like Zappy should be starting. With that being said, if Matt Jones is a starting quarterback, I'm taking the Jets.
2: That's fair. Uh, Titans, one-and-a-half point road favors over Houston. Here's the thing. Ryan Tannehill was in a walking boot after that game. said he's okay, but there's a chance we see Malik Willis because Tennessee has a stranglehold on the AFC South. I don't know what to think here. I'm just going to hope that the Titans' defense, which is pretty good, Minus the Bills game, Uh, I think Tennessee gets it done. I'm hoping someone trades for Brandon Cooks before he has to play against Tennessee, by the way. So get him out of there. Someone take Brandon Cooks, please help. Uh, Anyway, 425, Giant Seahawks, Bob. I've been waiting to give you this one. Three-point favorites are Seattle at home against Saquon and the Giants. This is going to be a good game, I think, but I want to hear who you think is going to win.
3: Yeah,
1: I think this game. I mean, the, we talk about the Giants' offense; they're kind of finding ways to get it done. Not an explosive offense. Um, you could definitely expect the points from Seattle. Kind of hoping this game would turn into a shootout, but it probably won't. Um, man, Giants on the road. I, I think this is the game. If you are if you are a Giants hater, I think this is the game that if they win this game, you have to cease hating. I, I think this is the game that if they win. All right, this team is pretty for real. I mean, they're already for real. I believe they're for real. There's a lot of people that think they're one of the worst 6-1 teams in history still. Um, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, the NFL puts out the schedule, and you just go out and win your games. There's nothing else you can do about it. But I think the Giants will lose this game. Um, I think that – I see Seattle getting the stops they need. The 12th man is going to come through in Seattle. Um yeah, I like I like the I like the minus three for Seattle here. I, I think it's right on point. I think Vegas has it. I think it's gonna be a close game. I could see it and easily see like a twenty four twenty one Seattle game here.
2: You know, uh, X rays on Metcalf's knee were negative. Um, not sure what kind of shaped Tyler Locketson. So I mean, they could be down some playmakers. Though. I mean, we saw a Marquise Goodwin sighting uh, over the weekend, so. I, I'm I'm gonna have to take the cop out and wait and see who's available. I'm I'm looking forward to that game though. Commanders and Colts, what a really uh you know, probably brutal game this is gonna be. So I mean you don't need to even give me an analysis. If, if you don't want to pick this one, Chief, that's totally fine. Sam Ellinger. The Titans um, the Titans
3: broke the Colts. They benched Matt Ryan. <laughs> I um I love it. I'm sorry. I love it. Listen, this this one this one might be the biggest coin flip we have. I think I'm going to take the commanders because Ellinger's young. And I just think he may not have had enough time to completely prepare. Um, I I know he's been in the league. Is this his second year in the league? Or is it his first year? Uh, I, I think it's his second year. Anyway. Either way, like you know, his first week, second year, yeah. second year. Yeah. First week leading the helm. I'm, I'm going to side with Taylor Heineke who's already done this a thousand times. Um, so He's better than Carson Wentz.
2: That's I'm, cool. I'm siding
3: with the commanders.
2: <laughs> All right. We got three pretty big games left. So I'll bring you guys both into this one and I'll chime in as well. Niners at the Rams. We briefly talked about this big one coming up here. The Niners are one and a half point road favorites. The Rams coming off a bye. Maybe people have a little amnesia and they, you know, you forget about the train wreck that they were before the bye. What the hell has Sean McVay figured out over this extended break, if, if anything, and how to turn this team around, maybe get Allen Robinson involved? Cam Akers had the weird leave of absence, you know, hope all of well with them kind of thing there as well. They're still a 500 team and they're very much so open NFC chief. So we know there's talent on this team. We know McVay can coach. This is is a very – I'm going to be interested in this one.
3: And I am not, actually. Um, I think the 49ers win this game. I I, I think the Rams are not as good as they should be, and I don't know what the problems are. But, you know, I, I think the 49ers win this game, especially after that stomping they got against. Uh, the stomping they got from from Kansas City. I I think the 49ers, even on offense, like I think they're a better offense than the Rams right now. And if anybody else gets healthy on this 49ers defense, like the Rams are in trouble. Bob, what are your thoughts on this
1: one? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of a she on this one. Um, Rams still is not, you know, everybody not named Cooper Cup. Uh, It's not looking right right now. Maybe they get Allen Robinson more involved um, coming out of the bye week, like you said, but right now I would, I'd lean the Niners. Um, I'd definitely like to see some more Christian McCaffrey as the weeks go on as well. And then we'll see him get a little bit more integrated in that offense. And yeah, I would lean the Niners here.
2: I think it's a complete coin flip. I think the Rams have just enough, uh, excuse me, the Niners do just enough to, to get it done and, and sneak by with a win here. And um, you know, the Rams defense headlined by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, um, Honestly, outside of them, and we talked about this a little bit. Chief, there's they're very beatable. If you can figure out how to scheme around those guys, you can beat the Rams. So I think the addition of McCaffrey will help enough as long as he plays like half of the snaps or something like that. So uh, Buffalo, ten and a half point favorites hosting Chiefs, Green Bay Packers. Do they cover the spread comfortably? Chief, are we going to see a
3: beatdown in Buffalo of Aaron Rodgers? You said it's a ten and a half point spread, right? Yes, sir. Listen, that's – so let me just say I don't make it my business to get involved in 10-and-a-half-point spreads because it's always going to come back to bite you most of the time. But I'm going to roll the dice here. I haven't been wrong about Aaron Rodgers yet this season pretty much. I don't think I've been wrong at all. And if you're going to beat the Bills, there's two things you got to do. You got to be able to keep up and you got to be able to get stops. And this team can do neither. Bills plus 10 and a half. Give it to me. Minus, right? Yeah. Minus 10 and a half. Sorry. Excuse me. Bills minus 10 and a half.
2: Bob, what's your, uh, what's your take on that take, Bob?
1: Uh, I would agree with that take. And if you're looking for any other uh, metric of what's going on with the Packers this season, look no further than the fact that Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in his career is a double digit underdog first time double digits. And, uh, yeah, no, like Chief said. Uh, I mean, you got to you got you got to get points, and you got to get stops. And I don't think the Packers are going to do either against the Bills. Um, no, I, I don't think it's going to be close. I, I think they might beat them by twenty.
3: I'm like seriously, like can, can we talk about that for like two more minutes, Luce? Yeah, about sure. how much the Packers get? This would be like Denver playing the Bills, for instance. Denver can't keep up with the Bills. Denver might get stops though. That's the difference, right? Denver would get a few stops. Packers aren't going to stop the Bills from scoring, and then when they get on offense, it's going to be three and outs. Like, it's it's going to be so bad. Uh, the Bills may win this game if they take their foot off the pedal, like 38-10. to 10. Woo, hot takes. Love it. This devil, Devin Singleton. I, I don't think that's a hot take, though. Like, like Matt, I, come on. D- do you think that's a hot take? 38-10 is like one field goal, five touchdowns. I mean, it's, I mean, they could just beat the
2: brakes off Green Bay. You're, you're right. I think it's Devin Singletary, two touchdown week. That's what I think. It better be. All right. Bengals, Browns. Uh, the Bengals were a bit banged up. Jamar Chase going off. Joe Burrow going off against Atlanta. Uh, divisional game here. Vegas thinks it's a three point, uh, advantage for Cincy on the road here. Um, I have a feeling this one could be a lot uglier than the point barrage we saw in the Dome in Atlanta here, Chiefs. So I don't know what the status is of some of those injuries since he's dealing with, but, you know, do you think this will be as close as Vegas implies?
3: Uh, Yeah, I do. Only because it's a division game, right? Like, all these division games, mostly in this division, they just seem to be slugfest sometimes. And here's where I think the Browns are going to have the edge. I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to contain Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt enough to pull away. And that's, and that's, that therein lies the Bengals problem for this week. They, they, I don't think they're going to be able to slow this running game down enough to pull away and make them throw the ball. And so maybe one of these guys, maybe they went by, I don't know, six points, something like that. But I don't think they're going to run away with with this game like they did with Atlanta. I just I don't see that happening at all.
2: Bob, divisional game in the AFC North.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, Chief. Uh, it's going to be. I, I would lean. I would lean Bengals here. Um, but again, it's going to be you know AFC North matchup, division game. Um, it's gonna be slugfest. I think it's gonna be slugfest. Um, Cleveland, I believe, just lost David Njoku. I think for about a month, uh, ankle injury. Yeah, they did.
3: They did.
1: Um, David Njoku's out now. It really, it's gonna come down to the, you know the game script. I mean, is Cincy gonna jump out to an early lead? Um, bounce, bounce attack. Is uh, Cleveland gonna kind of jump out to an early lead? Getting Nick Chubb going and the running game going. Um, I, it's gonna be a knockdown dragout fight, but I, I would lean Bengals here.
2: Well, we got through that as fast as we could for three people who like to talk and talk for a borderline living. Uh, <laughs> I think we did all right. And by the way, if you're ever on Twitch, check out Bobby V's Twitch. I, I love tuning into some of his games and uh, he does some cool stuff. If you're looking to learn how to get better at Madden or just want to watch a good game, check out Bobby V. But before we get into story time and GPP food of the day, my story time is really quick. And then I'll let I'll let Chief go and Bob go. Uh, I played a King of the Beach qualifier, Chief. First one of the year. I came in fourth out of 400 i, oh, I and let me tell you where i went wrong you know i'm all about correlating right i like correlating sometimes you just you aren't there uh, i ran joe burrow i ran jamar chase brought it back with drake london one catch for nine yards and a negative game script gotta love it oh you know here's me talking to myself well he has a stranglehold on target market share in the air yard market share he's gonna be trailing he should get Six to seven targets in that game. Oh, stupid me. The Atlanta offense. Marcus Mariota, noodle arm. I've watched him for so many years. I love the guy. Sorry, Marcus. But come on, man. Get Drake London the ball. Uh, I ended up missing out on first by 12 points. So I could have been just begging for like a nice median projection out of Jake, out of Mr. Drake London. Uh, I mean, I had Josh Jacobs with Mike Williams running it. Or, uh, excuse me. I had Josh Jacobs. I had Ken Walker and Mike Williams running it back. I punted Kate Otten. Got 10 points out of him. Um, my other whiff was Alec Pierce I thought was going to be really good value against Tennessee, um, and he just didn't come through either. You know? Um, How many points did you score lose total? How many total? I had 197. Woo! Yep, yep. Big number. A big number. Uh, the winner had uh, 209 and some change. You know, kudos to him. He uh, he had Al Jair with his Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow team. Uh, you know, I just didn't press the wrong buttons. I will say though, as much as I love listening to other people in the industry, and there are certain source resources that I use. I listen to a bunch of our guys at RG and SAO. I was pretty much like zero dark thirty mode. I don't. I hate when I get sucked in a group and there everybody is intelligent. Everybody has data, but you gotta put your own chips in the pot. And uh, came up just short on that qualifier, man. So. I'm gonna take a cup, another couple of whacks at it. I'd, I'd love to get to a King of the Beach. I made a couple NBA live finals. Never went been to anything football related, so that's my quick story time. Hopefully, a quick rebound, and uh, we almost we almost had it, folks. So, Chief, you got
3: anything for story time for me? Well, I um, this is the story time slash food of the day. So, uh, me and Mrs. Chief, future Mrs. Chief, went to the grocery store one day, and um, you know I'm a little snacky. I'm a little hungry. And we're walking down the aisle and, Looch, my inner child rears its ugly head. And I come across a cereal from my childhood with a slight improvement. Now, my favorite cereal as a child was Cap and Crunch, okay? That's, that's like, you know, when I really want to go back in time, I just need to get that red box, man, with the cap on it and, you know, plug it into a bowl, put that cereal in there, pour that milk over it and have a good time. But I'm walking down the aisle, and I see Fruity Pebbles. And if you if you remember Fruity Pebbles, uh, Luchs Fruity Pebbles was in a red box. Well, this one was a blue box. It was Fruity Pebbles with marshmallows. Boy, did my did that cereal have a party in my mouth that night, folks? If you want to let out your inner child, food for thought. GPP food of the day late night watching the all 22 snack fruity pebbles with marshmallows. bob uh, you got any you got any
2: story time or food of the day i mean people you know, are thinking well this guy's from philly has probably got a cheesesteak take or something like that but uh, i know you're probably partying late last night Did you hit up any cheesesteak spots after the uh, xfinity live and the shenanigans on broad street
1: so I did go to Chicken Peeps after the uh the, the entire celebration at uh down Broad Street, but um, no cheesesteak last night. But um, I will give my my quick cheesesteak take, and unfortunately, I believe they actually burned. There was a fire, and they burned down. I don't know if they're in the process of rebuilding, but Jim's, Jim's on South Street, my go-to. Um, if you're looking for the best cheesesteak in the city, it's Jim's on South Street. Um, my general rule of thumb is, um. You go to Pat's or Geno's for one of two reasons. Either you are a tourist or you do not know what a good cheesesteak is. I know they flaunt it. Every time you watch an Eagles primetime game, and you have the overhead shot, Pat's and Geno's. I promise you there are 67 better cheesesteak places in Philadelphia. <laughs> Please go to any of them. Uh, I'm trying to help your taste buds out. Um, but, yeah, no, you really can't go wrong in Philly. You can go to the random corner store and get a good cheesesteak. Um, Steve's. Max's, uh, the Alessandros, John's Roast Pork, you name it. There's just a plethora of uh, good cheesesteaks. And uh, as for a good story time, I'll just make it quick. I almost became public enemy number one on Broad Street last night because, you know, we, we've all seen our teams, you know, win respective championships. And when you go out and celebrate, there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. Right. And, you know, Philly, they grease the poles. Everybody's climbing the poles like that's all fine right have fun drink you know litter a little bit here and there whatever but <laughs> yeah I, i'm not i'm not endorsing your rule of thumb is if it you're i'm an not brilliant. endorsing it but Don't it doesn't it hurt anybody
2: Jesus, but make sure you litter <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: <laughs> as long as they're stepping on glass it doesn't hurt anybody i'm pretty sure but um you know i'm recording and i see a bunch of people standing on top of somebody's jeep who you know is it their fault that they parked on the middle of Broad Street when the phillies were in a clincher um last night maybe but, um, they're jumping up and down on the car and eventually I see these people get off of the top of the car and then I see the car start to move and I'm like, they're going to try to flip it over. And I see just 25 people just huddled around this car, just trying to tip it over. And I immediately, like I was recording it and you can see, I'll show you later in my, in my phone. Like you see me like hand the phone off to somebody. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. And the video cuts off, but I, I run over to them. I'm like, yo, I'm like, come on, like get off the car, get off the car. I'm like, come on. Like, there's a way to do this. Like have fun, uh, jump on the car maybe i guess but like don't flip somebody's car over and then everybody just started booing me i got like 500 people booing me now in the center of broad street i'm like i'm like boo me all you want boo 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 me all you want to but um there's definitely a way to celebrate and a way not to celebrate and and damaging and destruction of property is just not one of those ways and i i will stand by that
2: couldn't agree more You you became the dad of philly though there for one point you were like the, the, the Yeah, the I mean, a bad. lot of
1: people, it's an unfortunate thing, but a lot of people just use those sports celebrations. They don't even care about sports or the team that won. They just use it as a way to, to destroy a whole bunch of stuff and, and go crazy and,
2: you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that I'm sure that. I'm glad you're safe, by the way. I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff happening. On,
1: on... <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll send it all to you. <laughs> um,
2: but uh, my quick GPP food of the day is I was at a, a tavern in Bethlehem called Tally Ho, right by the wind Creek casino. I had a wing, I had some wings, you know, I should do like wing reviews or something. Maybe we could incorporate that with food for thought one day, big picture idea. Um, but this wing flavor was called sweaty Goomba, which I don't know. I was watching the Yankees get annihilated and I had some tequila and I said, wow, that sounds interesting. I'm just going to order it. And boy, was that a, was that a good dart throw? So, um, it was honey, Buffalo, garlic, um, a little bit of everything. And, uh, I was very impressed with Tally Ho's wings and they might have the best wings in the Lehigh Valley. They were, they were pretty good. So it was funny cause like there weren't that many people in the bar and like the cooks and like the, the two other people working in the kitchen were also Yankees fans. So we were, you know, uh, shooting the breeze there and we were collectively sad. So uh, Tally Ho is a cool spot and they have really good wings. If you're in the Lehigh Valley or traveling on 476 somewhere, or you go to the casino uh, where I bet on sports occasionally definitely check out Tally Ho. So that's all I got for you guys. That was an awesome show, Bob. I mean, we really, really appreciate you coming on here, giving us a little bit of background about what you do. And I, I know your industry is booming um, and you're also very much so connected in, uh, sports betting and dfs so i know you're going to be chasing some live final qualifiers on the fan duel street so we will uh, hope to see your name on the top of those leaderboards but uh, where can the people find you on social if they are interested in just checking out what you're about and uh, catching a madden game too
1: yeah absolutely uh, i'm pretty much on everything uh, twitch twitter tiktok youtube um most of my socials are bobby with two y's uh, underscore v uh, on youtube you can just catch me at bobby v and uh yeah, I post YouTube videos daily, stream daily. I'm actually going to stream here in about an hour or so. Got a, a Monday, a daily Monday tournament to play in, and a, and a, an NBA DFS lineup to get together in the next 22 minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, I kept. You. I'm I'm not I'm not playing NBA tonight, so it's not like I'm using the uh, recording. This is my advantage to like get my competition out of the way or anything. So uh, we'll get you out of here so you can get your lineup in, uh, Chief. Sorry, we any, do
1: our, we, we do our best lineup in the last 20 minutes anyway.
2: That's true. Nothing else matters in NBA DFS the last 20 minutes. Um chief, any uh final thoughts here before we head out?
3: Nah man, another good week, another you know food for thought in the books and uh man, listen, thanks a bunch for for coming on and man, I'm got to check out some Madden streams.
2: <laughs> I love it. And uh yeah, definitely check out the chief in the prop shop and on Twitter and guess what folks, we got the NBA Morning Grind this week for a couple of nights, so we're going to be back together where uh We're our friendship first Blossom Chief on the NBA Morning Grind and Talks. Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, hey, thanks, everyone, for sticking with us and tuning in. Hope you liked some of our takes. And we hope you didn't like some of them because that's what keeps you guys uh, coming back. Got any questions, drop them to us on Twitter. Until then, that was Bob Volio and Will Priester. I'm Justin Carlucci. Enjoy your week and good luck, everybody.